Hi, everyone. This is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to Cause Talk Radio. I'm here, of course, with uh, Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, Joe. How's it going today? You know, it's going great, especially now that I have you on the line. So Yeah, I, I know, I know. And it's always exciting a day when we have Cause Talk Radio. It's an I'm always just, exciting day when no, you and I just, can communicate with Skype via Skype. That's always that's an exciting right, you day, You know, actually. and it's always a high point of the week and, you know, something we always look forward to. And we always have great guests. That's right. Um, and that includes today. We have Tanya Zimperi, a mobile strategist with Atlantic Business Technologies in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hey, Tanya, how are you doing? I am doing fabulous, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you caffeinated this morning? Are you ready for today's show? I am absolutely ready. I'm fired up. Oh, good, good, because that's what we need. <laughs> Lots of enthusiasm, especially on the morning, you know, considering that Megan is like, it's like 6.30 I'm in, in the morning. I'm in bed. I'm still in yeah. bed. Yeah, she's still in bed. She's basically <laughs> doing the show from, from her bed, you know, which is good. So, Tanya, what we wanted to talk to you about today is one of the things I've been talking to you about for offline for the past week, but I've been writing a little bit about, and it's actually going to appear in my newsletter, which is going out after today's broadcast, is about a great new contest that you folks are running for nonprofit organizations to help them reach their mobile goals. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I would love to. Thanks for having me, Joe sure. and Megan. Um, yeah, so um, I started um, with Atlantic Business Technologies because I've been involved in uh, mobile technology with nonprofits for the last three years or so when I originally launched a, um, one of the first um, iTunes apps called Tap and Give. Hmm. And so um, they brought me on because traditional Atlantic VT has done primarily um, building great websites, great software platforms, focused really on, on delivering, you know, real uh, business utility um, type of, uh, you know, anything that's focused on the Internet. They've, they've built it. And uh, for nonprofits, for-profits, what have you. And they realized that, um, like a lot of businesses, that, um, you know, mobile technology has just exploded in the last three years and that um, they, you know, their, their clients, um, both nonprofits especially, need, um, you know, a mobile strategy. And, and so um, they've always given back, but we never really um, did it in a way that would enable us to get the word out about what really nonprofits need to focus on. And so we decided, you know, with this new position, let's go ahead and, you know, with my background in nonprofits, let's, let's focus on giving back um, $25,000 worth of our work in mobile. Wow, that's and great. And so we've got, yeah, we've got oh. uh, the Atlantic VT Gives Back Grant Contest. And so what that means is that, um, you know, whomever wins the coveted prize, uh, we've got lots of other things going on too, but uh, one lucky um, nonprofit will win. And it, um, you know, primarily consists of um, me sitting down with them and creating a strategy. And then um, whether it's a, a mobile website uh, redesign or a mobile application to help them with fundraising, you know, mm -hmm. it, it really runs the gamut because, of course, mobile can help any type of nonprofit, so no yeah. matter size or scope. Yeah. So, well, so yeah, well, you know, what it we sounds like, but. What's great about this too, Tanya, is that nonprofits can use, uh, you know, they can focus on whatever area of mobile they're really interested in, which is good. That, that's correct. 
That's correct. I mean, I'm going to do it. I'm actually going to sign up for the contest myself, and I'm going to – I want you to create a game for me called, like, you know, something cause-related, like angry (laughs) pinups or something like that. (laughs) I mean, it's like a brilliant idea. You know what I mean? So I've seen this bird game and stuff like that. I want to do something based on pinups. Yeah, I don't think that's what Tanya's talking about, Joe. So, Tanya, can you give us um, just general basics, what what are you asking from nonprofits to apply for the contest and how long – is the contest open and all that good stuff. And we can put a link to, you know, where to apply on on our show notes. We don't have to talk about that per se, but um, URLs and all that. Sure. Well, um, the contest, um, basically there's a couple of different steps involved. And so right now we're taking general submissions for the next 15 days. And um, basically all that consists of is giving us your general information, contact information, um, your mission statement, um, you know, what, you know, how you give back as an organization to the, uh, you know, to society. And then what you have in mind, and it could be as vague as, you know, we want to reach more people to fundraise, or it could be we want to deliver this particular service to our clients that are, we know are on mobile devices. I mean, it really runs the gamut. Um, and, you know, we just asked for a couple paragraphs. To, you know, some people are really giving some elaborate responses because they've mm-hmm. been thinking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. But we don't, you know, that's my job is to help people figure out, like, what, how mobile technology, and maybe that's going to be a mobile website. Maybe that's going to be mobile marketing services, um, you know, because of email marketing and so on and so forth. I and mean, then it could be a mobile application. It really will depend on the type of organization. So just um, but they don't have to have their exact, you know, plan. idea planned exactly exactly and then um you know joe is one of our uh uh, um, contest judges and Mm -hmm. we will be selecting some semi-finalists uh in uh towards the end of may and then those folks will be asked to create uh, a short video just explaining you know what um they would do after they've talked with me with their um you know with their grant and um, and then there's you know voting and we'll have um, you know top winner um, later on in uh, July um, and then we'll have some great prizes also for the runners up. So the, the site itself has a ton. You know I'm adding uh, weekly different ideas mm-hmm. um, to give some inspiration to different nonprofits because it is a new channel. It is a yeah. new way of of thinking and and so you know I encourage anybody even if you know, they don't really have an idea to go and check out the site to get ideas because, well, you, you, know, have, Tanya, you know, you, you bring up a really good point too, just about like, you know, it's, it's so new for nonprofits. I mean, I recently saw something that said something like 70% of for-profit brands uh, don't have mobile ready sites yet. So it, it oh, you know, exactly. even for the for-profit area, it's been, you know, a new growing area. And, you know, even though nonprofits in some ways embrace new technologies, um, you know, in especially social media, you know, this is something that's really new to them. Well, right. And, and what I really want to um, articulate, too, is that a lot of folks think that when they think of mobile, they think of texting and giving mm-hmm. with Haiti mm-hmm. and, and Japan, you know, catastrophes and things like that. And a lot of nonprofits have realized over the last two years that, you know, the majority of the causes really are not um, positioned well for getting that type of right. um, massive fundraising, right? Because it's not very engaging. And yeah, so what I right. try to educate oh. folks on is that mobile is actually it ends with fundraising it's not going to be this like quick you know you you have to get people engaged in your cause um and then you know grow a relationship with them and and then eventually you know have them give so that that piece of cultivating 
folks to your cause is not changing you know yeah you can't think of mobile as like this this like instant checkbook that you know as soon as people like walk near your nonprofit, it's just going to empty their <laughs> bank account you know that'd be nice though price. yeah wouldn't that be nice though you know you could work with something like that you know which would be great Tan- exactly tanya can you can you give us an example then of things that nonprofits should be thinking about when they're talking or, or even considering mobile um that maybe they might not be considering? Absolutely. I mean, I think that there's there's two big things. I mean, you want to think about, like, who is your audience? You know, there's going to be usually more than one audience. So maybe, you know, you have, like, I just had a great conversation with a uh, development person at a large healthcare um, nonprofit. And they're with, like, a lot of other organizations that tend to be mid-sized, larger. They're very traditional um, you know, they uh, get the majority of their money through uh, the, um, you know, the older folks who are still writing checks, frankly. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Jill will have a comment on that. <laughs> but, um, you know, and so they're not really they're not really focused on, you know, reaching those younger um, uh, generations or they're not thinking that that's the priority because that's not where the money is coming from. Mm-hmm. So I really think, you, need, you know, unfortunately, our jobs are all harder now. I mean, you have to right. think about reaching just different um, sets of of people who have different interests and different needs. The other thing is um, to really think about like how your programs, um, which frankly, you know, when a lot of nonprofits get money through grants um, and funding, you know, that's not traditionally from individuals, you know, how can mobile um, help reach, you know, new program goals? So that could mean like, you know, educating more people about the free uh, breast cancer clinics every month, um, you know, things like that that are going to, you know, because a lot of underserved populations are now exclusively on web-enabled mobile devices because mm-hmm. it's one bill. It's, you know, so you really need to think about, like, how your programs can be delivered um, via mobile, via the mobile web. So those are yeah, you, you know, it's interesting. Your audiences and your, and, your, and your programs. You know, Tanya, it's interesting with audiences, though. One of the fastest-growing audience for mobile is actually people over 60. Uh, and, you know, I saw something at the end of last year that said that, you know, adoption rate of like smartphones and stuff like that among that age group was up 5% just for that quarter. Um, you know, so that's a really good. Now, what they're using that for, I have no idea. Maybe they're using the alarm clock for all their meds. They use it to text their you know? children. Are you kidding? My mother's gotten into text messaging, so she really? texts me all the time now. Yeah, and she's yeah. 68, something like that. Wow. So, yeah. 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 So, you know, um, one of the things I wrote about last week, and you and I had talked a little bit about this offline too, Tanya, is some new research that came out from Nielsen about um, the use of emotion in ads on mobile devices. And basically what it said mm-hmm. is the smaller the device screen, so if we're thinking of a smartphone, the less impactful it is on an emotional level for the user. And uh, we actually saw some recovery in the numbers when people moved to tablets and desktops and stuff like that. I mean, what do you think of research mm-hmm. like that? Do you think that tells a little bit more about how nonprofits might want to use uh, mobile technology and how they may want a different strategy for smartphones as compared to tablets? Sure. Well, I think it's still um, too early in the game to see what, you know, to talk about, like, the difference, in in my opinion, the difference Mm. between or or how nonprofits will uh, tackle tablets. I think that tablets are a kind of a a more of a luxury item and more, uh, you know, they can't, you know, you can't text with them, you can't call with them. And so 
you know, as far as having um, a larger, you know, if you're focusing on the larger general audience of society, you know, you want to focus more on the on the smaller screens. Having said that, you know, clearly um, you're not going to want to necessarily only uh, show your, you know, have your videos available or, or, or use mobile as a way to, like, get emotion, you know, elicit emotion. I think that one point that is important to make is that, you know, smartphones and mobile phones are for convenience. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to not be where um, you're going to you, – you're either bored, you want to connect with somebody, or you want to complete a task. You know, those are the kind of the three things that we use our, our mobile phones for, whereas tablets are for reading or for yeah, you know, right. shopping. Right. You well, know you know, know one thing – one of the things you emphasized, Tanya, though, about smartphones, which I thought was interesting, though, is like – and something I hadn't really thought about is, yes, there is that utilitarian nature about smartphones, but people have a real strong personal attachment to their phones – that doesn't extend to other devices. I mean, I almost got the sense in you talking about your smartphone, like you actually put clothes on it every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, you were like, you know, my sm- I love my smartphone. I mean, you're one of those types of people, you probably have names for like your cars and your phones and stuff like that. So you call them like Betty Lou or Andrew and stuff they like that. Personal. But yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But I always got like, Jay, I kind of always looked at it like it was a phone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, I know, but, uh, but, I mean, but you say, you it, but you say that's a lot more. It is. I mean, we have it. I mean, there's people, there's articles out there of people dropping it in the toilet. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because it just goes everywhere with you, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that you know, it's really uh, something that we do. Um, it's just something we we can't live without now. And so having that next to us, having it as a a connection to people, um, as sad as that sounds, I mean, that's really where, you know, especially the younger generations look at it as. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a lifeline. It's a lifeline to what's important to them. And that's Whether what I, friends, I tell people, family, too. Causes. Is, mm-hmm. is being out there with people. I tell people, like, look, if you're sick of people being on their phones, just wait. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, I think even more so, I mean, it, you know, one of the things I thought, Megan, um, when you and I were out in blog world last fall, I mean, one of the things Megan made me do was like buy her drinks like every hour, you know what I mean? <laughs> Go to like Starbucks or something like that. And right. I opened Hey, um, but you know, what was amazing. And one of the things we noticed at one point, Megan was like everyone in line at Starbucks, (laughs) phone. they weren't talking to one another. (laughs) So I was even on my phone while you were trying to talk to me. That happens quite a bit. (laughs) I have a question for both of you. Um, since you are both the mobile experts, I, I would love to hear some examples of nonprofits that are using mobile well that you've seen. Um, you know, and I think our listeners might be interested in that as well. Can either of you think of examples of effective uses of mobile you've seen? Well, you know, one, uh, you know, one I often write about is, um, you know, I think give.mobi is onto a good idea and, you know, you can check them. That's actually the extension on their website, Mm M-O-B-I, the mobile extension really didn't take off as much as GoDaddy thought it was going to, but uh, people are out there using it. And um, Give.Mobi is interesting, I think, because it's worked with people like Share Our Strength on mobile campaigns and QR codes so that it really takes people to mobile-ready pages. And see, that's the thing I think a lot of nonprofits are missing is that, you know, when you're talking about mobile devices, you're talking about, in many instances, a three-and-a-half-inch screen. So you really need to give some thought about what 
that is linking to and how that's going to look on people's screen. And that's something that Give.Mobi is an expert in. Well, and, I think uh, just to clarify, Give.Mobi is a site where you, you can make a donation directly from your mobile phone, right? And it's yeah, a mobile-ready right. page versus going to some web donation page and trying yeah. to navigate through teeny tiny yeah. yes exactly yeah. so yeah yeah so i mean that's the thing too i um you know i know joe what you're talking about and i mm. tend to not advocate for give.mobi only because i feel like it's very fragmented mm-hmm. um in my opinion okay mm-hmm. so uh, just because it's not um, the more web, you know, URLs and things that people have to remember and the different um, integration issues, I think that the more it's going to not um, be able to be sustainable as things grow in complexity. Um, if they can figure out a way to link it directly to, you know, through the um, nonprofit's website or what have you, but to me it's a different extension, um, you know, altogether, and it, and it causes, um, you know, defragmentation. I just think it, it really... It isn't sustainable in my eyes. Um, well, you know, I think that's that part I, of the, the the problem, too, with a lot of, you know, mobile things absolutely. that are kind of coming out there, too, is, you know, there are a lot of, you know, nonprofit types that are jumping into, like, mobile sites and mobile services and stuff like that. And I think it's absolutely. it's questionable whether people have that appetite for, like, these fragmented services. So, or at the end of the day, do they just want to use a mainstream thing to make donations like PayPal? Well, right. So here's here's my two cents on that. Um, I used to, you know, when early on a couple of years ago, uh, when just apps were becoming popular and then mobile websites were just starting to like start to be seen by for profits, much less nonprofits. Um, you know, I was like, oh, you know, having separate content, having separate landing pages, even though it's the same URL, like that's all fine and wonderful. But now I'm starting to actually change my own tune and seeing these different companies pop up. Um, that are offering, you know, low monthly um, charges to have a mobile website. But guess what? That's two sets of content that you're having to um, manage, you know, yeah. and already people are, are, you know, tapped out. So, mm-hmm. you know, even though this is a larger investment, I think what people need to start thinking of in, um, you know, if, if you do have to look at getting a, a newer website sooner than label, later, it's about really creating one website that it, you know, and the technology is there with HTML5 uh, coding on, you know, that can adapt to mobile devices. Mm-hmm. Is that there's, you know, you build one site and then it adapts based on right. the device that it's being hit on, and it's called, yeah. re, you know, responsive design. Yep. And, um, you know, there is, it is it is going to be, you know, more expensive than just getting this one-off, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy dollar a month, you know, mobile website. But it is going to save you hours and, you know. Well, you know, Tanya, even with my own blog, because it's built on a WordPress platform, I can use a widget called WP Touch. And, um, you know, that automatically transforms my site into a mobile site. So when people visit that and then they have the option, they can view the traditional site or they can look at the mobile site. But I think we're probably going to see more solutions of that coming down the road where it's going to be much easier for nonprofits to turn their regular websites into mobile sites. Yeah, I mean, there's still some debate out there. I mean, the plugins do work to a certain extent. It's certainly better, but I think that there's, you know, the more that it becomes sophisticated as far as mobile being the go-to screen, you know, as far as first, second, and third screens, mm-hmm. um, and you can probably talk to that because you know that book. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I think it really, it's still we're in the midst of that. We're in the midst of it, and I think that um, a couple of examples I wanted to give that really 
I wanted to touch on anybody who's out there that has advocacy as a part of their, you know, mission, mm -hmm. um, you know, getting folks in, involved in, in passing bills and, you know, really speaking out against things. PETA, the People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, I mean, obviously it's a larger organization, mm -hmm. but um, they, they were early adopters in getting a, an application out there on iPhone and probably Android as well um, that gets young people engaged um, in speaking out and, uh, you know, to businesses. That actually don't, um, you know, follow the, the protocol that, the, you know, PETA um, expects. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I think that was a good example of a great, um, you know, way to get folks engaged younger because more, you know, nonprofits are opening every day, it seems like. And it's really concerning, you know, as an industry that, you know, you've got more and more causes out there that are, you know, vying for the same donor dollars. And at the same time, people, uh, younger people are only picking, you know, a, a small handful of charities to uh, connect with. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to be engaged. They want to be involved. And so I think that mobile is a way to reach those folks and get them for life if you can do it right. Because I can tell you, I mean, you know, the sky is falling in five or ten years when, you know, you've got like so many different causes and not all of them are going to survive. I mean, I yeah. hate to say that, but, you know, there's really going to be, I think, this changing of the guard as to you know, who's able to adapt most quickly. Um, American Cancer Society also has some amazing, I know that, again, they're huge, and a lot of nonprofits are like, mm -hmm. American Cancer Society. But they are the ones that they can't take the risk of starting out late. And so we need to look at, you know, big organizations like that. I have um, included stuff um, about them in some recent blogs I've done, which I can certainly get to you. Um, they were at EnoGive, which I was a part of right before the N10 conference, and they have done everything from SMS uh, with a Quit Buddy campaign using SMS to get people to quit smoking and sending mm -hmm. a buddy message every day um, to, uh, you know, to mobilizing their Relay for Life um, with web apps and getting people to be able to fundraise right from, you know, the checkout line at the grocery store. So, um, you know, there's, there's some great organizations out there who are leading the charge, and uh, we can learn from them. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. That's excellent. Well, I think we're actually coming up to the end of our hour. Our, our hour. I wish it was an hour. Our twenty minutes with Tanya. Um, so, Tanya, can you just tell people where they can find Atlantic BT and the contest, and potentially you? Absolutely. Um, I'm big on Twitter, so you can follow me at um, at iHeartCharity. And, and just for New Englanders, I... and just for New Englanders, that's I Hot Charity. <laughs> Thanks for the it's translation, Joe. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. yeah, exactly. By the way, it's not all New Englanders. I'm from Vermont. We don't talk like that. But that's <laughs> <laughs> touche. I did, I'm and, sorry. I didn't know Vermont was part of New England. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, zinger. Um, and then uh, you can uh, go to AtlanticBT.com uh, uh, slash gives back, but I'm sure you'll have that. And then um, hashtag, I'm using ABT gives back um, on Twitter. But uh, certainly, um, you know, go to the website. It'll be connected to this, and um, all the information is there. So I think 
I've covered everything. Excellent. Well, it sounds like a great contest, and we certainly encourage all nonprofit listeners to at least take a look. And it sounds like you are a prolific blogger as well, so uh, probably some good stuff to be had there as well. And we will certainly include all of that in our show notes. And Joe, Mr. Joe Waters, where can people find you? As if they don't know already, but... That's right. Well, you know, you can find me on my blog, selfishgiving.com, and I'll put a link to that recent post I had on emotion and mobile ads so that yes. folks can check that out. And of course, people can find me on Twitter at Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? There's so many places you are these days. What, where's the best place to find you? Well, besides Cause Talk Radio, I am also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCM. CMF and I pretty much push out new campaigns almost every day at causeupdate.com. Um, and you can also find Cause Talk Radio and all the other RashPixel.tv shows on iTunes. We do encourage everybody to subscribe in iTunes so you don't miss an episode. And you can also find us on Stitcher Smart Radio. And for myself and Joe and Tanya, we say thanks for joining us today, everyone. Mm-hmm.